0: What's a Vertical File? It's a library collection of small publications used to answer questions. On Vertical File, we talk about information and knowledge management in many different fields, covering the practical, the technical, and the philosophical. This is Vertical File by Sutron Global. Welcome to Vertical File. I'm your host, John Connolly. On today's episode, I'm joined by Adam Spacht. Adam is founder of KAS Concepts, the home of No Boring Training, or NBT. NBT exists to train the trainer to design, develop, and deliver interesting and effective training sessions. Adam provides daily tips across social media and offers products aimed at helping new and experienced trainers rid the world of boring training. He's also the Learning and Development Manager at a worldwide manufacturing firm. Adam, thank you so much for joining us here on Vertical File today. Yeah, thanks for having me on, John. Here on Vertical File, we talk about the whole scope of like the learning cycle, uh, knowledge, information, data management, effective training, starting with buy-in from leadership. So I guess in this case, I'm hoping you'll enlighten us with your thoughts about uh, how do we make a case for investment into good learning and leveraging the information our organizations have? I mean,
1: that's really such a great starting point. And like anything in, in an organization, it always starts at the top. So whether that be support for the training, uh, adding learning and development people to the team, encouraging learning inside the organization, in other words, carving out time in somebody's day-to-day work for for learning, all that starts at the top, just like culture, just like ethos, just like... You know, executional parameters. It always starts at the top. That support is so critical to make sure that the learning uh, really is infused and in, and you know really propagates throughout the entire organization. But it's also important so that it aligns with the strategy of the leadership because the two really work hand in hand. The case for learning inside an organization is really how much more effective. We- Would the leader like their execution to be on the KPIs that matter to them? And typically that's going to fall into buckets like employee retention, revenue growth, profitability, productivity, those sort of big picture measurement tools and learning absolutely positively impacts all those. So making the case for it becomes relatively straightforward at that point.
0: And, uh, And so in terms of some of those metrics that you were throwing out there, how can we you know people who are stewards of the information and the knowledge necessary to collaborate and to transmit and to communicate all of that on how can we make a good case like can we inform some of those metrics or is that something just we kind of have to live with it in the environment
1: no i i, I don't think you have to live with it i mean really the organization has their mission their vision their value and their goals And so when they look at a data set, let's take retention for example, that's kind of a hot topic these days. So how do we drive retaining our talent uh, so that we don't experience the cost of turnover? You do that in part through a learning strategy. And, and the data really supports that uh, indeed just did a study recently uh, just last year i or just earlier this year rather uh, what are the big reasons why people leave organizations and the number one and the number six reasons were no challenge no training no development no no resources to continue growing so in terms of you know do we just sort of have to live with the data the answer really is is no it's it's like any business problem what is what is the what is the data set we have? What is the challenge or the opportunity that we're facing? And then really crafting a learning strategy to support dealing with that issue. Now, training's not a magic bullet. It's not going to solve every problem under the sun, but it can really impact a lot of the key ones if done
0: well. So what, what elements are there in a learning strategy? What does that look like for our organizations? So the learning
1: strategy really overlays... The strategic vision of the organization uh, let's say it's revenue growth for example so that's going to filter down let's say the organization is really in a in a growth mindset they want to see that revenue growth year over year where your training to support that is is going to be directly aimed at achieving that revenue growth so starting all the way back to onboard training of your sales teams or your sdrs or however whatever your sales mechanism is your onboard training is going to tie into that idea of, of growth. How do we teach our salespeople how to prospect and find new accounts and, and build new relationships and, and get out there and really find this new revenue? It's also going to stand in the production side. So obviously you want to maximize your productivity, minimize your expenses. And again, training starts to influence all those areas. So let's say it's a manufacturing process. You've got to train all the work instructions and all those things, but you also need to have that sort of ongoing development so that your workforce continues to get more efficient, uh, capitalize on opportunities, et cetera. So kind of a you know two quick examples there that the strategic initiative is revenue growth, but you can support it directly downstream at the sort of tactical level with training that aligns to that strategic vision.
0: Right now when we're talking about you know that indeed study right what what is people not have a challenge or have like training opportunities room to grow do you think that maybe that's you know looking for resources externally or something internally i mean a lot of work i mean all organizations are steeped in information right we have information artifacts there there's thousands and thousands of information artifacts in even relatively small businesses, you know, resources for how do people do their jobs, right? What you're talking about, the the sales side or the manufacturing side or the production side or whatever. I'm just curious, like how the best approach might be to leverage the information artifacts that we already have, like, is that, is that an area that just holds as much weight as, external training, like bringing skills from outside into the organization. What's your view on that?
1: It's sort of the age old question, internal versus external. I think you and I are probably in agreement, at least based on the way you posed the question, but definitely I feel most organizations have within their existing structures, the ability to execute on good quality training. That helps transfer that information around, and you're you're exactly right. I used I've worked for smaller companies in the past, and there's usually tremendous institutional knowledge. Usually, it's you know stored away in people's minds, file folders, and post-it notes. Uh, but there's usually tremendous information, tremendous data that can be transferred through a training process, and whether that be. You, you know, garden variety skills training, like here's a process and here's how you do steps one through 10, or whether that be best practices or whether that be a sort of ongoing development. I mean, I think most of us can relate in our working careers to that person in the org who just has been there forever. And they were sort of the go-to person that, oh yeah, you need to go to talk to Bob or Sally because they've got, they, you know, they've been around, they know this stuff. Well, guess what? That's all data that once it's captured and organized can then be influ- you know, directly flow into some sort of training or learning type environment. So I w- I would suggest, or I feel very strongly, that most organizations have it within themselves to set up good quality training just using the information and the skills that they have. They just need maybe a little TLC, a little train, the trainer. To show them and that it's it doesn't need to be cumbersome, costly, or 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 confusing. It just needs to be. And it's it's really not that hard.
0: And it takes self-awareness and self-knowledge and some, you know, strategy. I think what we're really talking about here is an information pipeline, right? That training is a facilitator of a flow of of resource, not a one-time silver bullet that's going to solve a particular problem. Oh man, <laughs> you just unpacked two very important
1: concepts that I I bump into on a daily basis. One is you you're exactly right, training is a conduit of information and oftentimes the the training structure or the bodies, the perp, the trainer themselves doesn't even own that information. They're not they're not the person who created the process, for example, they're just the mouthpiece that's helping somebody else to, to learn how to follow the process. Uh, So that's sort of the one important point is really kind of understanding that, that dynamic. Uh, But the trainers can be a great way to kind of back into that information. Hey, we need you to train this process. Cool. What's the process? and that's usually when you get crickets and you know word of mouth and well go ask fred cuz he knows and nothing's written down and just by accident you can kind of back your way into documenting said procedure capturing that data throwing it into some sort of uh, you know resource tool to to capture it the the other thing that that you really in you know, touched on is that it's not a one and done. Usually the more complicated the skills or the behaviors you're trying to change, or the behaviors you're trying to inculcate into people, you've got to have this ongoing resource, this ongoing sort of gentle like waves on an ocean approach, because it just takes a while for people to learn the information, absorb it, retain it, and then begin to apply it. So you your one little short statement there. You hit on two major
0: major uh, concepts trying to change a behavior that's really kind of in the in the end exactly what we're talking about is the heart of what knowledge transfer is about like try to enhance a behavior or to change a behavior to avoid something negative i think that's this kind of where it ties back into organizational strategy i think it's also going to tie into organizational culture in a big way because you have to have a culture where there is some honesty about you know, the shortfalls might be. And, and I think it kind of draws back to that buy-in at the very top, because what we're really talking about is boots on the ground in change management in a human way, not just a robotic transfer grabbing information in someone's head and dropping it into someone else's. Exactly right. I mean, if
1: you're going to really move an organization to the left or to the right that takes a tremendous amount of effort. And you talked about you know change management and a huge part of that can be the the training effort that goes along with it. But that does require a certain amount of honesty from the organization. Uh, you know, Quick example, you're giving training to frontline training to frontline individuals. They're gonna tell you what does and doesn't work in the organization. And they're gonna tell you what obstacles and challenges they're facing, which is great data to then, you know, backfeed into the system. And sometimes they'll, they'll have a lot better way of doing something. Again, that's not necessarily the, the main purpose of training, but it's a nice side benefit, especially if you have a process to capture and document that information, but it requires a certain amount of honesty. You know, I run into it. You get a, a senior leader who's all upset about something and ah, we need a training on blah, blah, blah. And then when you really go through a proper analysis to prepare for that training session, it really reveals maybe the, maybe the King doesn't have clothes, you know, or, or whatever that saying is, you know, it, it, it can yeah. really reveal maybe where the system is broken. You know, what is that Demings talks about, uh, you know, 94% of problems are usually system related, not necessarily people problems. I'm probably butchering that, that quote, but it holds true. And, and oftentimes in preparing for a training, you can find out, oh, geez, this is a system problem. This isn't a training problem.
0: And, you know, the training thing, you know, overall, and you're, you're known as like the no boring training guy online. And so what we've got here is like, a it's, it's a, an interplay between a system, right? Where, uh i i tell people like knowledge is is held in groups not just in individuals right and if you don't believe me try starting a new job and some enterprising kind soul is going to take you under their wing and they're going to say let me show you how we do things here (laughs) right and that's that's great but how we do things here is a knowledge that's held by the group and so it's become a system and the system works, but it just might not be working the way that we need it to, or it might not be as efficient as we need it to. So now you have people interplaying with a system, and now you've got to try to make a change. And I really do feel that when people say training, uh, it can conjure up feelings of dread among the employees, right? Like, oh, no, there's a training coming. It's mandatory. It's eight hours. Like, it's going to be terrible. <laughs> so, like, what? What are some things that you have just tidbits or tips for people who are thinking about training or thinking about making changes to the behavior inside their organizations, things that can keep it fresh and make sure that employees don't have that dread when they think of it?
1: Oh, boy. And you're right. You're exactly right. That's that's the exact fear people have. There's a number of practical, tactical level tips. Uh, one is always start with a good, solid, proper analysis. What's the root cause of whatever the problem that the training, you know, if it's a problem-based training, oh, we're having this issue, we now need a training. Well, what's the root cause issue of that? problem. Really dive in. Good training starts with good analysis. Be a detective, ask a million questions, and really understand the situation from the frontline users, the mid-level managers, and those leaders that are asking for the training in the first place. So that's sort of practical tip one. Practical tip two, when you start to put together the training Don't start by building the slide deck. And I scream about that online all the time. But the reason for that is that's like the number one thing that people who don't really understand how to train, that's the very first thing they do. Let me open up PowerPoint. Let me open up Canva. And I'm just going to build this cool slide deck. That's the exact wrong thing to do. You want to think about what type of delivery is needed. You want to think about the key need to know points you want to make. You need to define a clear session objective before you get to actually building the training itself. And then the last practical tactical tip is when it's time to actually deliver that training, the more you can get your participants to figure out the answers for themselves, the more interesting and effective your training will be. And you do that through games, activities, experiential learning, role plays, Socratic delivery. There's you know a bunch of different ways to do it, but the more you can get them to talk and you're just sort of nudging them in the right direction to kind of figure it out for themselves, the better. That works fantastically with soft skills. Uh, in my day job, I train salespeople and that's the method I use and it's it's wildly effective, but it can work equally well when you're doing procedural skills-based training. You know, here's our, our yearly safety training and you just have a v- kind of a vanilla... Step by step curriculum, and there's not a lot of wiggle room to it, you can still do things to get participants to figure out the answers for themselves. You get them doing that, and your sessions will be far more interesting and
0: effective. Those are like three real solid bits of advice for us moving forward. Adam, how can people connect with you if they want to learn more, talk about training, talk about the ROI of training, or anything we've touched on today, that whole knowledge pipeline that we talked about? Where can folks find you?
1: The number one place is LinkedIn under my personal profile, Adam Spacked. That's where you'll find No Boring Training, which is really a train-the-trainer advice and products. You can also find me on LinkedIn under my company page, KAS Concepts, KAS Concepts. Well,
0: Adam, thank you so much, and uh, I hope that we can speak again soon. I would
1: really, really enjoy that, and
0: thanks so much for having me on, John. This has been Vertical Files. By Sutron Global. If you enjoyed this show, please rate us five stars wherever you find your podcasts. Check us out online at www.sutron.com.